I'm Zach. And I'm Valina. And we're just a couple of horror fans making a horror podcast. Welcome to This House Was Never Meant to Be a Podcast. We're going to cover all of the horror anthology shows that we can get our hands on. As usual, we are continuing Tales from the Dark Side. We will be on the up and up in terms of quality with this episode in the cards. Yes, so this episode is a lot better than all clone by the telephone which was mm-hmm. our last episode and although it unfortunately does not feature a sleazy answering machine we do have a woman who sounds quite a lot like pearl from steven universe when Definitely. she gets angry <laughs> the main character Catherine, played by dorothy lyman like she really does sound like pearl when she's angry i actually thought it was her which is why i actually looked it up while we were watching the episode because i'm like oh my gosh is that pearl it, it is unfortunately not mm. And the episode itself was written by Carol Lucia Satrina and directed by Theodore Gershani. And I hope I'm spelling or pronouncing that right. <laughs> Probably didn't spell it right either. <laughs> so, Zaki, what happens in this episode? Okay, so the episode opens in a psychic shop. And I, when I say psychic shop, it's a tarot card reader. I'm just used to saying psychic shop because that's basically how it's treated whenever you see it anywhere. But we open in a tarot card reader's office. It's like a living room almost. Yeah, but is that is that what they're called? No, I don't think so. I would say maybe a parlor. Okay, yeah, okay. A parlor. So it opens up on a tarot card reader's parlor. And the opening shot is a pile of tarot cards on what appears to be some high ottoman. And... The psychic, who is the owner of the establishment, is painting her toenails on top of the tarot cards. And I absolutely love this opening shot because it basically, in the opening shot, establishes what our main character is like in regards to her job. Yeah, she doesn't really care for it that much. She doesn't hold it in very high regards. Exactly. So that's very well shown here. And you see on the Ottoman that she has this poster that she is currently working on as an advertisement for her establishment. And she's talking on the phone with someone who is designing it for her. Mm -hmm. And she goes on talking about how it needs to look more, uh, what's the word exactly? Uh, not gothic, but the spooky, I guess. I I don't know the exact wording for it, but... She's talking about making it look more culty and wanting it to look all mysterious and whatnot. She basically kind of play flirts with the dude. Yeah, it's it's kind of cute. She's like, oh, maybe this time you can get we can have that dinner you've always wanted. And then you don't Someone you don't hear says something. Yeah, he responds. And then she's like, oh, in your dreams, Greg, or whatever that guy's name is. And then she just kind of laughs and like says goodbye and then hangs up. So she's just. She's, like, kind of flirting with him, but it's clearly, like, a like a joke between, like, these two mm-hmm. people who are friends. And it shows you, too, that she's a very friendly person. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to put anyone down. She's just trying to have fun with people and make people feel happy. But it's here she actually, what, the phone, um... No, there's a there's an old lady who shows up at the door. Yeah, but the door <laughs> ring, or the door, the door the rings. Door <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a knock at the door, or the, like, a doorbell rings. And she puts the phone down and quickly puts on her shawl. And she says, so oh... What, what a what? way to make a living. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes hand in hand with her having her feet up on the tarot cards when she was doing 
her toenails is that she really doesn't see it as a very respectable job mm. and it's just for her a way to make a living and not even a good way the way she says that mm. so we know that she's pretty much a good nice person she just doesn't really like her work mm-hmm so we discover, uh, we find out from the beginning of this, of course, that the main character's name is Catherine. And she gets this customer who's this sweet old lady. Kind of reminds me of Pamela Voorhees. But <laughs> she gets an old lady customer whose name is Marlene. And she is wanting to have her fortune read. So Catherine goes and reads her her fortune and the old lady asks if oh no she didn't ask anything what she does is she gives Catherine like a 50 dollar bill which is mm-hmm. which is a big deal at the time oh, you don't want to talk about the uh actual tarot reading that Catherine gives her oh yeah yeah so she's getting the cards read and she begins talking about how there's someone going to be in her future some a handsome smart man. athletic handsome young man and Marlene is like oh well no wonder why my husband doesn't like this sort of thing and so they make a little bit of small talk about it and then Marlene asks how do you know what these cards say and she says oh you have to interpret them that's the trick to it all you see this this guy right here the knight of swords yeah like he never lies it's after the remark about the Knight of Swords does Marlene give her of like a $50 bill and Katrina's like, oh, I'll get you your change and goes over to her little cash area. I couldn't tell if it was like a little lockbox or something. I think it was just a little lockbox. And then we see Marlene quickly grab a deck of cards out from her bag And she sets it down in the place of the tarot cards and she takes the original tarot card deck and puts them in her purse. And they they have the same exact back. Like the the decks look exactly the same. Exactly the same. Very plain, white and blue checkered pattern. Mm -hmm. Almost like you would actually find on a uh, a normal deck of cards, not like tarot. Yeah. So then Katrina sits... uh, Yeah, Madam Katrina, I think is her psychic name. Yeah. But her real name is Catherine. So uh, she sits back down and then we get a hard cut to later where she is Katrina, Madam Katrina, is reading another person's fortune. And this person is named Iris and she's an 80s goth teen. Yeah, she's (laughs) she's like she's like kind of wearing all black, but not in a super gothic way, almost in like a kind of soft way. Yeah. And she's got her hair like cut really, really short. And she's got it looks really good on her. She's got this cute round face. Yeah, she's adorable. Mm -hmm. And her name is Iris. She's even cuter. Which I thought was pretty funny, considering that that's the name of the Greek goddess who is a messenger for the gods and is also a goddess of rainbows. So the fortune is going, and we notice that Madame Katrina is looking more and more worried as she is putting down the cards. And so Iris is like, well, what does it say? And Katrina basically grabs up all the cards, and she's like, cut them again. And she's like, well, what does it say? He's like, I, I couldn't, read it. couldn't read it. Yeah, just redo the cards. And so Iris is like, okay, it's kind of weird. And she hands her back the deck and Madame Katrina is going through the cards again. And it 
she starts slowing down through it. And Iris is like, well, that's the same hand. Mm-hmm. And Katrina's like, yeah, I know. That's, that's weird. And she's like, so what does it say? And Katrina's like, oh, it's, it's about your boyfriend. And Iris is like, far out. <laughs> My boyfriend's waiting for me outside. And Katrina's like, he's about to be in an accident. He's, he's going to die in an accident. Yeah, actually, I think she didn't want to read the cards to her. She was basically saying, oh, just go home. They're only cards. And then she was like, oh, but you don't want to know what they say. And she's like, well, it's about your boyfriend. It's not good. It's not good cards. She's like, well, what do they say? It says your boyfriend is going to die. And then, of course, immediately afterwards, you hear, (laughs) yeah. And Iris gets up and she runs past Katrina and she looks out the door and she screams. And then Iris looks back to Madame Katrina and Madame Katrina looks panicked and she throws the cards down onto the table. And then we get a fade cut to the next scene. It's the following morning and Katrina has a apparently a regular customer come in. And he is this old Jewish man. And he walks in and he gives Katrina a rose and... He kisses her on the hand and they sit down. Well, not not so much even sit down. It's a hard cut to them already at the table and him almost touching the cards. And Katrina asks, did you touch those cards? Oh, I got to I got to mention, we I can't believe we skipped this. It's so very prevalent. Every single time she does a reading and it shows the cards, you get this sound. It's the sound of a sword Mm -hmm. well it sounds like a sword being drawn through the air like twice and then i guess scraping against another sword or perhaps being sheathed that are drawn from a sheath i literally have it in my notes as flip flip shing (laughs) because that's basically what it sounds like and this the sound literally plays all the time like relentlessly it is relentless and it kind of takes away from the seriousness of this episode because it's actually really well written and well paced. Hmm. And for them to play such a comedic sound, like anytime something freaky happens, it makes it comedic instead of <laughs> instead of actually scary. But yeah, so when he almost touches the cards, the sound plays. And I believe it played when she did her reading for Iris. Hmm. Heck, I'm I'm not sure. I might have actually played uh when the old lady switched them in to begin with. I went, no, I, mean, I don't think that was it, it at that point. Yeah. Okay, well, either way, it plays so often. I'm, I hear this. I'm all hear this in my nightmares now. <laughs> <laughs> so the old man's name is Isaac, and he gets his fortune read, and Mad Katrina is putting down the cards, and she's about to put down the last one, and she just, you see it in her face. That she recognizes this hand as being awful. So before she even puts down the last card, because she knows which one this is going to be, she says, like, oh, all of a sudden I'm not feeling good. And Isaac is like, oh, do you want me to get you a glass of water? And she's like, yes, please. So he goes to grab a glass of water and she quickly takes the card that she was going to put down and just stuffs it in her bra. And then she puts down the other card. And so Isaac comes back with the glass of water and she takes a sip and whatnot. And he sits back down and he basically tells Madame Katrina that he knows that it's not a good hand and that you don't need that she doesn't need to worry about him because ultimately even though he enjoyed the fact that she was giving nothing but good readings all the time 
that, that he enjoys their that he enjoyed chat. their weekly <laughs> chat that he knew that if there was going to be a bad thing it was it's just going to happen right there's no point in really fretting about it it, it is what it is yeah and he even he actually even brings like a brief history of it he, you know yeah. mentioning that it's from the kabbalah the you know, jewish mysticism and i thought that was kind of neat because in a lot of episodes like this not necessarily in Tales from the Dark Side, but just in general. <laughs> yeah, just like a lot of a lot of other ghost shows, anthology series that are purely fiction, like this one, tend to make tarot out to be like evil. Satan worship you know? because it has like the devil card, and that's yeah. I don't basically know. Basically, it. I mean, it's. I don't know why that tends to be a thing. It's popular because anything that involves mysticism and contacting spirits is demonized. I... It, that's just how it is. That's why Ouija boards are also considered pure evil, despite the fact that, like, it's just to get information from the other side, like tarot cards. Yeah, and according to even Katrina's version of it, it's really just interpreting the cards, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not even, she's not even necessarily trying to contact anyone. She's just, like, putting the cards down and then making meaning out of them. That's the way yeah. she sees them. And, of course, he sees them in a deeper regard. It's yes. from Jewish mysticism. And it's either true or it isn't. And they're just cards. And that's what and that's what he says to her. So this is either something bad or if it's something that doesn't mean anything. But either way, he accepts what fate has to give him. And he, he's totally cool with that. And he's just such a sweet, uh-huh. <laughs> such a sweet guy. And he points out that this specific card paired with these other two cards never lies. And then we see that the card he was pointing to was the Knight of Swords. And she immediately, like, feels the middle of her chest because she just realized, hey, that card's not there anymore. And it's right where I made sure it wasn't. But after that, Isaac basically kisses her hand and he leaves. And I feel like this is important. He actually thanks her for always being cheerful. Mm -hmm. And I want to point out, like, at this point... Katrina is shown to have a really good rapport with her clientele. She's always very nice, and as Isaac says, always very cheerful. And she's really friends with these people. She was really afraid of giving Iris the bad news when she saw it in the cards because she didn't want to upset her. And then when Isaac also gets the the same kind of bad news, she is also trying to protect him from this. She doesn't want to tell him this bad thing. And it's clear that she cares about the person as opposed to having something that might hurt her business. She is afraid of getting something that will hurt her clients. And I think Mm -hmm. that's very telling of her because we know so far from the beginning that her real issue is the fact she doesn't take the job seriously. She really doesn't take tarot seriously, but she does take her clientele seriously. She's not ripping them off exactly, right? She's Mm -hmm. just trying to bring them some happiness and that's through the cards and through her own behavior towards them so when isaac leaves we see that katrina is pained and angry so she grabs the cards she goes to her kitchenette and then she wraps them in a bag or like a piece of paper i think it looked like a tiny garbage bag you know those ones you might line your your bathroom yeah cannon and then she throws it in the trash and then she closes it. Iris barges in through the door and she's very distressed. And she says, hey, you started a reading. You need to finish it. I need to know what happened. And Katrina is like, no, I don't want to do this. Don't make me do this anymore. 
I she, can't do this. Yeah, she's like, I just threw him away. I can't do it. <laughs> she's she's like, I can't. And and Iris is like, why not? And like, I threw them away. And I'm thinking like, you could just fetch them out of the trash. It's not that hard. And then she, uh, Iris, looks at her like, you know, like, are you crazy? What do you mean? The cards are right here. And Katrina looks down and she sees the deck of cards on the table sword sound effect (laughs) (laughs) yeah she then reads the cards again to iris and it looks like it's later in the day might have just shut the window the the blinds and stuff to make it look like darker Mm -hmm. so she is reading the cards and katrina is reading the cards again And she tells Iris that they are exactly the same, almost exactly the same, that barely anything has changed. And Iris is like, wait, you said they almost were the same. What's changed? And Katrina just tells her, your boyfriend's not here anymore. And so after that, I think this is after Iris leaves, Katrina calls another psychic friend of hers. Esther? Esther. And she asks her to come on over and help her out with the cards. She comes over and she does what a really good friend would do. She brings a cheeseburger. But not before she throws the cards into a little bowl, like a metal bowl, and empties out a kerosene lamp onto the cards and she chucks a match in there and they go up in flames, but the cards don't melt. Or, or burn or anything. Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool effect. I mean, it looks like those cards are on fire, but not burning. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if they did that by, like, having a pane of glass, maybe, over the cards. That's honestly what I think they might have done. Or it I would want to It could literally also myself. be a glass-bottomed bowl, and or, then they just have the cards underneath it. Or it could straight up be <laughs> that she dumped, like, acetone on it, and then just caught that on fire. I have I've seen that done in my Chem 400 class. Our professor took a $20 bill and said, I'm going to light this on fire. And he, like, dips it in some fluid on his desk. Uh, I swear, uh, these students in this classroom were just going crazy. Like, oh, my God, he's going to burn 20 bucks? Are you joking me? And he's like, well, has anyone got a $50 bill? And, of course, like, I, I mean, I, my friend, she wanted to, like, storm to the front of the class and take the money right out of his hand. And then he actually <laughs> caught it on fire. Like, he caught it on fire. And we're like, what? And it burned for, like, a few seconds. And then it stopped burning. And he actually explained it was not burnt at all. It was on fire for like several seconds. And then it stopped burning. And he mentioned that it what happens is it's when you soak in the acetone, the acetone will burn, but it evaporates really quickly. So once it, the acetone evaporated, it killed the fire. So I I don't know if that's what happened with the cards, but it's very possible. It, it was a, either way, it was a cool effect. Yeah. And I do want to mention the kerosene liquid is very blue. And I, I've seen kerosene lamp fuel, and it's usually white. So I don't know what's up with that. Well, but... I think it only looked blue because she had a blue... No, she dumped it out, and it was, like, blue. Yeah, but she had... The way she was dumping it, the little... Car- the little... I don't know, it was an oil lamp or whatever. It, it was lamp. blue. So when she was dumping it, the actual light was shining through the, uh, the glass, and it made mm. it look blue. Because when she set it down, the actual bulb looked a lot less blue. So I think it was just the light. Yeah, okay. So after a really interesting shot of her being just distraught 
looking at the bowl that's burning because, you know, the cards are still fine. And it, it's a really cool cinematic shot where she's just standing there with like her hands on her temples and it's just the flames licking her face. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really nice shot. And then later we hear Esther arrive. With and her cheeseburger. With the cheeseburger. And Katrina's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm, I, I've been panicking about these cards and... Astra's like, here, here's something that I know you can handle. It's like a double cheeseburger uh, and medium fries and a drink. She's like, I can't eat that right now. And and she doesn't actually end up eating it, but... Yeah, we don't get to see the cheeseburger. I doubt it was even there. (laughs) But uh, basically, Kathy panics about the card and she's telling her that she needs to see these cards in action, that they're doing weird things and that they always make everything come true, which is interesting of a prospect. It would be like saying that in Magic 8-Ball is making your questions come true, Well, which is but it's a weird way to put it. That, right? Because she's just... reading events in the cards, very specific events. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that their question is coming true, because I'm not really sure. You never know what the, their questions are that are being answered. I, I guess it's just general, what does my future hold? Because they're getting actual events being described to them. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever the cards are saying that are coming true. So I don't think that has anything to do with like their questions but more of the sequence of events she's reading from the cards mm-hmm. so those are coming true so it's it's like it's not like a yes or no answer right because the magic eight ball only gives yes no i don't know kind of answers mm-hmm. while the cards are giving these very detailed events that are occurring yes so it's and, and like speaking that. of events esther tells katrina that in regards to the cheeseburger and her not being able to eat it Esther tells her, oh, I thought you would have been very distressed about what happened to Isaac. And Katrina's like, wait, what happened to Isaac? And Esther is like, well, I thought you would have known. You would have read it in the paper. When Isaac went to his apartment complex, he took the elevator and the cable snapped. And Katrina is like, oh, my God, that's what I read in his cards. And so she starts to really get the ball rolling on being just like oh my god these cards are so evil and everything that i read from them is all evil and they just it's all that happens is that it gives me evil predictions that always come true and aster is like hey cards that always come true you know a lot of psychics would kill for a power like that and katrina's like that's not a blessing it's a curse it's it's awful and these cards have some kind of power to them it's like they're alive somehow Esther is basically trying to calm her down Mm -hmm. because she's really panicking and kind of going over the top. I mean, it isn't technically over the top, but to Esther, it is. It is, right? Because she basically foretold two people dying already. Mm -hmm. Two people died on account of those cards, right? In specific ways. In very specific ways. I mean, like a cable snapping in an elevator? Like, that's... That's specific. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it makes you wonder if she would have told Isaac exactly what it was, would he have lived? I don't know. She said, hey, don't take the elevator, though. Would he have not, or would he have forgotten and taken it anyway? I think it's a fate kind of thing, that basically, if she said he wouldn't have, then he probably would have died in some relation 
basically one meets their destiny on the path to avoid it that kind of situation you know Hmm. ultimately he died on that because she didn't tell him but anyway esther then tells katrina or kathy that she is going to stay with her for the night and she is going to show her that there is nothing wrong with those cards that she is just i guess overreacting or just she just wants to show her that there's nothing supernatural about the cards but that doesn't stop Katrina from putting them in this very interesting looking black box that she locks the cards inside of. I think that's the box she used uh, to put her money in. Oh, that would make sense. So she puts the cards in the box and then we hard cut to Katrina or Kathy laying in bed and we hear some kind of some kind of weird scratching like we get we get some scratching like from inside the box, presumably. And we then hear something kind of cracking and splintering until eventually we hear a and the box is opened, presumably from what we can hear. So Katrina gets up and she kind of walks into her living room kind of area. And Esther is looking at the box too. And there's just floodlights worth of like just bright white light just shooting out of the box just illuminating the place like daylight and kathy just runs up to the box and she's like what do you want from me and then it you know reverse shot looks at the box and we see the deck of cards in there with the knight of swords face up the next morning katrina is just sifting through each of the cards in the deck until esther just puts her hand down she's like it's just not worth looking through each of them and she goes on she says hey we'll get to the bottom of this when did the bad reading start and kathy's like oh i don't know um with iris two days ago and she's like okay and before that and Katrina's like, well, I had this new client who paid me with like a $50 bill and uh, her name was Marlene. And basically Esther's like, oh, so it's a Marlene with money. Well, considering that there are a handful of people that you have taken business from and Katrina defends herself. She's like, hey, no, I don't steal business from anyone. I don't make people stop going to other psychics and come to me. But the friend continues and she says, perhaps this is likely a Madame Marlena. And Katrina's like, could it be? And Esther's like, oh, well, she could have came in disguise. Which and- is kind of silly because if she's never seen her before... If Katrina's never actually laid eyes on Madame Marlena, Marlena, then she wouldn't even need to come in disguise. I know. know, She'd just wear normal clothes and, like, waltz right into her little parlor, and she wouldn't know her at all. She wouldn't recognize her. Mm Mm-hmm. So Katrina gets up, and she, like, gets her purse, and she basically says, Well, I I think it's about time I go pay a visit to Madame Marlena and get my fortune read. And Esther is like, Come on, don't don't bring the cards. And Katrina's like, I can't help it. The cards 
I can't leave the cards. The cards won't leave me. She said they won't let me go. (laughs) I know, but she should have said that. And she reaches into her pocket and she pulls out the cards. And Esther looks at the table and realizes all the cards that they'd spread out all across the table are completely gone. Because they're now in Katrina's hand. Because they teleported into her pocket. And so we then cut to the inside of a very dumpy looking apartment full of books and not much else. Completely barren walls and it looks kind of dingy. It's really funny because they mentioned, oh, Marlena with money or Marlene with money. And it doesn't look like she has any money. She's got like no furniture except for like two old, what, love seats? No, those were Gucci love seats though. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Covered in plastic so you couldn't actually tell. That was Gucci plastic. (laughs) Yeah. So Katrina walks in and... She's like, oh, I came, I came for a fortune. And the old lady, uh, I guess Madame Marlena, is like, we're closed. And it's sort of, I kind of want to mention that she looks a lot different. Like, when she came in as just Marlene, she was wearing the kind of clothes you might imagine, like, a 60-year-old woman to wear. Just kind of like a little, like, light pastel-colored cardigan and, like, a button-up shirt. Pamela Voorhees outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and her now, she's, like, wearing all black. I'm not sure if it's a dress because she's sitting down. She doesn't stand up at all, so I can't really tell what she's wearing. But it's definitely black, and it has a lot more, um, like, not ruffles, but it's clearly not as as form-fitting as a cardigan. <laughs> uh, uh, well, even, even less so. And she's also got, like, a black head wrap and, mm-hmm. like, these kind of large, gaudy-looking earrings. So she looks more the part of Madame Marlena as opposed to... Uh, Marlene, except it's funny with the idea of her coming in disguise that this is her real self, the actual mm-hmm. fortune teller kind of persona, versus the just sort of average suburban grandma look. So she walks in and she's like, in regard to being denied a fortune, right? Like, oh, but I've heard such great things about you, Marlene. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Madame Marlena. And she's like, what do you want? <laughs> And she's like, I want to know what these are. Why? What is this deck? Why are they so awful? And then Madame Marlena gives her a spiel about the tarot cards' origin of coming from the Hebrews and the Egyptians and uh, I believe a third group, but I don't quite remember. Maybe the Greeks. Maybe. And then she's like, oh, they come from... No, the Persians. It was the Persians. Persians. Okay. She says it came from the Hebrews, the Persians, and the Egyptians. The all decks are one, right? And then she says they come from Astaroth, the goddess of fertility, and Kali, the destroyer. And it doesn't really relate too, too much with what no, the cards are. No, I mean, Kali, oh, isn't she an Indian goddess? Yes, like, she is. She's not. And Astaroth is a, I believe, Babylonian deity. Then again, what? it's not like I know much about the origin of the, the, tarot, the tarot cards. All I actually knew was its relation to the Kabbalah. I didn't like, actually Yeah, we know. may not know much, but we know what they're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she basically tells her that the cards cannot be destroyed or dumped 
they have to be passed on to a non-believer who basically disrespect the cards by using them in a way that has no faith in the cards. Mm-hmm. And Katrina's like, oh, well, I mean, I just do it for a living. and I, I just give people good predictions and make people happy and earn a few bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because Marlena was mad her saying she mocked them. She didn't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was an insult to the cards and all the, I guess, the, the previously mentioned deities and origins. It was a mockery to all of those. And, of course, Marlena takes it from a personable point of view, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is about the people I'm serving. I want them to feel good, and I want to make money on the side. She didn't really mean it as, like, a insult. insult, Yeah. But it's clear that she didn't have that respect. You know, like, that Uh opening opening with her painting her toenails on the cards. Like, that Uh is definitely disrespectful. (laughs) Even if she didn't, like, hate them or actually, like, literally mock them. It's, like, little things like that that... I guess, could possibly anger some sort of, a, I guess, power behind the cards. Yeah. Although it really wasn't, though, right? It was really just Marlena's jealousy that she was taking money away because that's what her friend said, that she was angry that she was losing customers. But that's, of course, taking it from just a general True. kind of assumption, right? Because how is she supposed to know that that's the reason why she gave her the cards, right? Uh, anyone who is in the similar kind of situation, had an evil set of cards that can ruin someone, would think, oh, well, they're doing that for a profit, right? But that's also coming from someone who thinks that all of this is about profit, not about the principle, Hmm. right? So what turns out to be from Madame Marlena is this is about principle, not profit. I'm not doing readings anymore. I disbelieve the cards. I received these cards and I got punished for for my disbelief now I'm a believer and I must pass these cards on to like convert to another person who it, doesn't believe in the cards to believe in the cards but it wasn't and really punish about, the wrongdoing of disrespecting the cards. But it wasn't really about... No, but I, I'm saying is that it feels like because both Esther and Katrina had both thought that this was about kind of a vengeance thing for taking away business that kind of shows you what they're thinking, right? Like a thief thinks everyone's a thief. They think someone who would do this to someone else is well, that's clearly not about fair, the profit. Because Katrina never if she isn't a No, thief. no, but I mean it's not a logical thing for someone who doesn't believe in that to think that they're being punished for something that they don't believe in. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically Katrina takes Esther's word for it and she decides to pay another psychic a visit. And she goes to visit a psychic lady in an incredibly seedy alleyway. Like, I'm talking, this place looks like at any given moment someone's going to be stabbed. Like, you hear police sirens going by, you hear dogs barking, just every telltale sign that this is a bad neighborhood and this is a bad alley, particularly. And we see... We see Katrina walking down this alleyway and we see this little sign that's Mrs. McNeil, psychic reader. And so Katrina knocks on the door and we see Mrs. McNeil is feeding a goldfish and she's a sweet looking old black lady and she stops feeding the fish and she goes up to the door and she opens it. It's on a chain, so it only opens a little bit and she's like, what is it that she said exactly? How do you come here? And Katrina is like, oh, I heard a recommendation from a friend. And she's like, okay. 
she just closes the door, opens the chain, lets her in, and basically he's like, oh, you want a reading? That's why you're here, right? And so she gets the reading, or she starts to get the reading. But then Katrina's like, she's trying to come up with an excuse to swap out the cards, of course. So Katrina's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I didn't realize it was going to be so dark in here. And then the lady, Miss, Mrs. McNeil is like, this is my home. I live here. And she's like, oh, no, it, it's nothing against you or your house. It, it's just, well, I've been a bit nervous lately. And uh, this this darkness isn't really helping. That. Could you, like, open a window or something? Let a little light in. And then Mrs. McNeil gets up and goes to open a window. And Katrina then swaps the cards out. And then Mrs. McNeil comes back after opening the window and Katrina's like, oh, that's much better. And so Mrs. McNeil starts to read the cards and she's putting them down. She's starting to kind of realize, like, well, this isn't very good. This is this is looking particularly bad. And then right before she sets the final card down, she stops reading it like, oh, this has never happened to me before. And then we see the card that's sitting on top of the deck that she has left in her hand, flies out of her hand and lands on the table face up. And it's the Knight of Swords. And Katrina's like, how did you do that? How did you make that card land like that? I saw your card. I saw that card fly out of your hand like that. And Mrs. McNeil is like, I make no magic here. And then Katrina's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to leave. I don't want my fortune read. I don't want to know the future. Bye. And then she just takes off and Mrs. McNeil's just shocked. She didn't finish the fortune. And we see Katrina outside and she starts reaching into her bag and throwing all of the cards into this oil drum, this empty oil drum next to the door. And she starts throwing the cards in there, mostly like one at a time until she gets to the final card and she decides to light it. And she's trying to light the card and she eventually starts to get it to be lit. And then from out of nowhere, this giant dude and looks like black pantyhose over his face just runs up to her and just grabs her by the arms, knocking the card out of her hand. And he's like wrestling her still and Katrina struggling. And then we see him flip out a knife and then stab Katrina in the stomach. And we see Katrina go down and he doesn't take the purse, does he? he? Does. Oh, he does? Okay, yeah, it was like, it was so quick, I didn't notice that the purse wasn't there. So, she goes down to the floor, and then we get a new shot of the alleyway. And we hear the sirens going and slowly getting louder and louder as the camera tilts down, and we see Katrina's lifeless body on the ground with the knife still in her stomach, bleeding a little bit, but she's dead. And lying next to her is the tarot card. I believe it's the Knight of Swords. And that's when the credits roll. And of course you get that sound. We get utterly sound. suck out all the seriousness of her actually straight up dying. We get the nice comedic ching. <laughs> yes. It is a hilariously, surprisingly funny episode for how well it's made. So, Valina, tell me, what do you think of this episode? I think it's a really good episode. It it makes you really like Katrina slash Catherine 
because she's such a nice person. Like, she's really personable. She's really friendly. All of her clients seem to really like her. And her only real problem is that she doesn't properly respect the tarot. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even seem like a big deal until she starts talking to her psychic friends. And, well, not even because Esther, her friend there, seems to have a real problem with her. When she had called her over, she seemed to be really bitter, telling her, oh, you, you just, you're just overly stressed out. All those good readings you're doing, you've just been taking all the clients from the rest of us, and you're probably really tired. But it's such a backhanded way of being jealous, you know? She... Mm-hmm is clearly angry at Katrina for having the good readings and that make people want to go to them. And that she she actually later digs into that when she's talking to Katrina about Marlena, mm-hmm. saying that she's probably trying to get revenge on her for stealing her customers. Mm-hmm. But I got to call some BS on this. This whole idea that Katrina is stealing customers or even when Marlena herself said, uh, she was lying to them by not really reading the cards and telling them whatever they wanted. And I don't think that's true because, for one, when Catherine was doing the reading for Iris, she was horrified at what she saw and actually refused to tell Iris what it was. Now, if she was lying or didn't know how to read the cards, she would have just been completely unfazed she could have just made up something really good from them and told iris what she wanted to hear without bothering trying to read them so she clearly she does know what they say and she clearly even in her good readings was never really lying she's just interpreting them in a way that is good and that's what she tells marlena or marlene at the very beginning she says the art is an interpretation so she's what she's doing is choosing to interpret them in the best way possible. She's not really lying because there is no real lying when you're taking something that can be interpreted in many ways and then coming up with the best possible scenario for that. So she never really was really lying. But I guess the disrespect, of course, would come from her own personal attitudes that, again, she never really showed the clients themselves, but that she wasn't really giving it the wide array of possibilities that she should have maybe mm-hmm. because she could have said this well she should have been able to say if it could have been negative but again if she's actually interpreting it the way she wants to see it which is all positive then she's not really lying so i think that's a very unfair mm-hmm. appraisal and i feel like and that's kind of a funny thing too marlena s- thinks that by giving good readings she's mocking them and i'm thinking how in the world would marlena even know that why would she think that like just because they're good readings that it's like automatically she must not respect them like how the heck does she know she went in there to have her readings done but she already had the intention of switching the cards out so she already gathered just from her reputation of having good readings that she must therefore be a non-believer. And I think that's BS. I don't think that's possible to know. I think she just randomly chose her and just decided she was a non-believer. I think maybe no one in the psychic community is actually a believer of what they're selling. And mm. I think that's just simply it. So... Yeah, and that brings up a, a very interesting point about the tarot reading aspect in this is that really if you're selling it and marketing it and whatnot, then there is a certain level of disrespect inherently with that. Again, by the confines of this episode, it would seem to me that 
by marketing it and selling it that it kind of takes out the seriousness of the matter. Like, case in point, again, also another kind of similar type of thing. Ouija boards being bought and sold by, like, Milton Bradley or Hasbro Games or whatever. Or Parker Bros. I think it was Parker Bros. I it was Hasbro. Hasbro Games owns it now. Oh, but, I mean, like, who owned it before? Uh, but they bought the company that used to own that. And I think it was Parker Brothers. But anyway, that's besides the point. Point is, it's mass-produced, sold in all sorts of different varieties. It's a, sold as a spirit board. Fun f- game from for zero. For his the whole family from ages zero to 100, right? And ultimately, by that kind of marketing, you're ultimately selling it as a product and not as this spiritual experience experience or the spiritual connective thing right it's less than what it is respected to be by the people who created it yeah but that wasn't in the episode itself the the problem that it appeared to be addressing was the lack of respect that she held personally it doesn't seem to have uh-huh. any problem with the fact that psychics were making money off of it or you know quote no, unquote I, know. I was saying no, no no i i know but the episode itself it didn't have like that problem with it although that's a good point yeah it's because like we said, know not the problem of the episode. Because we know that Madame Marlena is not doing that anymore. Hell, she probably took all of her psychic stuff off the walls, and that's why her house looks so barren, is because she probably discontinued doing psychic stuff. But I wonder what the timeline for that was, because we know she had the cards first, and they tortured her with the horrible readings, but we don't really know when she got those, because... If Esther thought that she, that Katrina was taking her customers away from her, then it makes it sound like it must have been at least somewhat recently to, for them to still know her as a, as a uh, psychic or a tarot card reader. I'm not sure if those are the same kind of, would you even call a tarot card reader a psychic or does it just- Mrs. McNeil said psychic reader on her door. So I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Yeah. So- Keep in mind, it took Katrina about three days, roughly, to get rid of the cards after receiving them. I wouldn't put it past Marlena to have had them for roughly three days before getting rid of them. And keep in mind, too, Katrina doesn't do a whole lot of tarot card reading in those three days. Mm -hmm. Like, the first day is full of it, and then after that, it's like, she kind of fizzles out of it for like a day and a half Mm -hmm. until she ultimately gives up the cards. And that's probably the same for Marlena, right? Who's slowly getting less clientele until she gets the cards or whatever. And then she stops getting clientele altogether Mm -hmm. because she's trying to get rid of the cards. But see, what kind of gets me is that if she was the kind of person who probably, unlike Katrina, didn't mind the bad ratings, she would have just told them like without batting an eye. So when they actually come true, what does it matter to her? Mm. Right, because Katrina has a really person. Um, I don't know. I keep using that word. She has a very uh, close relationship with her clients. Like they're a lot more like her friends than anything else. Yeah. And I think a good word to use for that is amiable. Amiable. So she has an actual vested interest in their happiness, which is why she refuses to read the cards when they turn out to be bad, as opposed to again making something up. Which again, which to me actually kind of shows that she does respect the cards in some way. Because once they're that bad, she can't... I mean, I'm assuming she cannot possibly come up with a good interpretation of them. Mm-hmm. Which, again, leads me to think she never was lying about the cards to begin with, right? Yeah. 
But again, she has that interest in keeping your clients happy with what can be stretched into close to the truth, right? Mm -hmm. So with those readings, you can't possibly give them anything good, only bad. But with Marlena, like, she clearly doesn't care about giving good readings. So if they're bad, how is the news going to get back to her if she doesn't have that close of a relationship with them? Or... And of course, I know nothing really about what it's like to be a like tarot card reader. Yeah, like, I'd general. imagine it, it would be something like, "Oh, you're gonna trip today, right?" But you can reword that to be like, "You're gonna physically reconnect with the earth." Shut like, up, good one. I love it. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of like a way to reinterpret the same exact event in a positive way. Uh, <laughs> but what I was gonna say is with Marlena though, like, would she have a, that close of a relationship to even know when bad things are happening to her clientele, or is that something that would kind of circulate with the rumors, like, oh, this woman's like reading these things that are coming true? And for one, why wouldn't that actually help her? Because clearly she doesn't care about doing things cheerfully. So why would that kind of rumor actually be bad if people actually thinking she was right? Because if you think about psychics, they don't think she's doing it. They would think she's right in in her readings, right? That's not the reason why people go to see psychics, though. A big reason why people go to see psychics is to reaffirm what they want, right? You don't want to hear that you're going to lose your job, you know? You want to you wanna hear that your personal life is going to turn out fine, or there's going to be someone who's going to be there in the future to, like, be your soulmate or whatever. That's more of, like, the general trend of why people go to see psychics, I mean, you maybe. <laughs> In general, I again, know, I'm but... also going off of, like, that episode of Supernatural with the psychic lady. Oh, which episode? The one with the poltergeist in the, their old house. I do not remember. That is an early, early episode. <laughs> at least in the confines of 15 seasons. <laughs> uh, it is like a season three or earlier episode. But, uh, yeah, that's, I generally feel like that's probably an accurate statement that a lot of people do go to see psychics to reaffirm positive things in their future. Because, again, who really wants to hear that they're going to be miserable in the next couple of months, right? So it's better for business to give positive readings and to tell people what they want to hear. Yeah, but I feel Because if like... it's coming from a psychic, oh, then it must be true. And But clearly what Marlena and literally the other psychics... Esther and all the other people she was talking to included it seems to be that doing that no matter how much sense that makes for business is like the horrible thing to do like how dare Katrina do this she's cheating basically which makes me think that most of these other people don't do that at all or they go out of their way to read bad things right so uh -huh. it's like uh, ultimately if it is interpretation you're not necessarily lying like you you're gonna reconnect with the earth you know thinking you're tricking i mean it's not necessarily wrong and anybody's point of view can make something like that good so i again i i just i feel like the main point of this episode is like being angry at katrina for being too cheerful when it really it really doesn't hurt anyone uh -huh. and what they probably should have ground down on a bit more was how that was actually disrespectful to the tarot because again we've seen her act disrespectfully towards it but not just with that gesture but in the end even with her clientele liking her a lot and then that old man actually telling her thank you for being cheerful it seemed to do a lot more good than bad so mm -hmm. again they really hammer in the how dare katrina 
give good readings, but it only seems to have positive benefits. Yeah. You know, I just don't know why it didn't. It should have focused, like I said, focused more on why doing that was bad as opposed to telling me it's bad and then seeing only good things. Mm-hmm. So on the subject of things that you could do to improve the episode, of course, not using that sound effect or a different sound effect that's much, much more reserved would have helped boost the episode in being able to take it seriously because she is not something that retains a level of seriousness throughout yeah that it's too comedic of a sound it is it is the sound of a sword swishing through the air and then like clanging it doesn't fit i mean i know it's kind of like the calling card of the knight of swords but it ends up being more of a running gag yes so when it shows they're dead at the end i think when we watched it the very first time we're like oh my gosh there's gonna have there's gonna be that sound and then there was and it just makes it funny and it's and it sucks because i really liked katrina she was a really good character and it was sad when she died and then from then to play that comedic sound it just takes all the seriousness like right out this would have been a really, really good episode if that stupid sound just wasn't present or at least was like only there once or twice. It didn't have to be there like every few seconds. Now, I have an interesting question for you. And in terms of a kind of starter for an interesting debate, hmm? do you think the cards are a intelligent entity in of themselves or do you think that there are some gods of the tarot that are making the cards do these weird magical things? Uh, I think, I don't know. I want to say like... Like, basically, are the cards acting anonymously as their own entity or are there entities controlling the cards? I think the cards are acting anonymously as their own entity. I don't feel like this has to really has to do with the deities and stuff. I feel like... I mean, although there's no origin story for the cards at all, I I feel more like this, the cards were probably created by someone who was angry about people disrespecting the tarot and kind of cursed this deck so that way uh, they can punish people for being a non-believer. Because I feel like if it was like the gods or something, then she simply would have been punished without those cards being used. Just the act of disrespect would have caused something to happen. Hmm. Or multiple acts of disrespect. But it isn't. And I feel like the cards themselves are not necessarily even intelligent in the regards of punishing non-believers. Because really, how does how do any of these women know who's the non-believer? Marlena basically says, oh, th- this person gives good reading. She must be a non-believer. Uh-huh. And she and said then, she was a non-believer before. And then Kathy is just like throwing a dart on a board, right? Yeah, and she just like picks some random lady. Yeah, who, like, as far as she- we can tell probably takes them seriously yeah we don't know like how does she know she's a non-believer as far as we know katrina has never been to another psychic mrs mcneil did nothing wrong exactly and we don't know that she's a non-believer but we're, we're stuck with the idea that she's going to be punished now and have her livelihood taken from her because katrina was desperate to get rid of the cards but she punishes this poor old lady and we don't know she's disrespectful. And as far as I know, the cards are going to punish her anyway because Katrina simply decided they're going to her. So I feel like whatever reason the cards were were created, even if they were intended to punish non-believers, it's likely they honestly straight up punish anyone who comes into contact with them mm. as opposed to just actual non-believers. Because it wasn't shown that she was a non-believer, so I don't think that's quite the point. Particularly because... 
I mean, Katrina doesn't die because she's a non-believer. Yeah, she dies because she got her reading yeah. from the cards. And she dies because she's kind of an idiot. <laughs> you know, instead, of, like, she gets multiple examples of these cards killing people after a reading being done. And she 100% believes in this. And yet, she actually allows McNeil to give her a reading, set the cards up, with the card she just switched in. Actually, I just realized, I don't think... That Madame Marlena actually bails before she gets her reading. No, no, no. She switches the cards after the reading's done. She pays her. She gives her that money. Oh, right, yeah, right. So she's smart. She's okay. like, I'm not going to have those cards reading my fortune because they're going to tell me I'm going to die. I don't want to be their victim. Exactly. So she has, she, she, she switched them afterwards. But Katrina just like has a brain fart and switches <laughs> them right beforehand. She should have just said, you know what? <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't want to know the future. Goodbye. She should have done that. She should not have had Gotten the reading the done. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a horrible oversight that resulted in her death. But I don't even believe that's her disrespecting the cards. She, I don't because she clearly does take them seriously and she does leave with in fear. But she she dies just because like of an idiotic mistake. So yeah. her death isn't really even tied to her quote unquote sin. It's right? tied to an it's, oversight. It's tied to an oversight, which is a bit weird. Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. I could not. Okay. Actually, I just realized I didn't say how I felt about this episode. Well, how do you feel about this episode? I actually kind of like it. I, I like it quite a bit. It's. It, it feels like it is very justified in its own plot, and it feels like there. When I say justified in its own plot. I feel like they have a good premise and they follow through with that premise pretty well. And even to the end, it feels like this kind of was something that was ultimately unavoidable, right? I mean, she could have avoided it maybe, but at the state she was in and the desperation, I kind of doubt she would have been able to think clearly enough to avoid it. Yeah, she didn't have it planned out. Well, clearly Madame Marlena did have it planned out. Mm -hmm. Katrina just like that night goes to the nearest psychic so she can drop the cards off. Exactly. Something. But small things like that don't really take away from the whole experience in my opinion no because it feels more like the character made a mistake not the writer's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to put it it was a character mistake not a writer's mistake okay. and i just like a lot about the stuff with the episode like the scratching from inside the box until the box breaks open that's creepy mm -hmm. like that's really creepy you put the cards in the box and you close it and lock it and then you hear scratching mm -hmm. that's oh but the biggest thing that detracts from the episode is the sound effect. It makes it comedic because of that. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't have that sound effect, it would be a very well done episode. Yeah. The I only... mean, it's still well done. It's just, it wouldn't have taken away from the episode. Mm -hmm. The only other tiny, tiny little gripe I have with it are the fact that the tarot cards that were switched out matches everybody's deck. Now, if y'all have ever seen a tarot deck ever, like online, you'll realize that there's so many different cards. Like, there's so many different types. You can, yeah. you can straight up find, like, a what is it, Lisa Frank? You know, the one who did the stickers and stuff for, like, children? They're, like, these psychedelic-looking animals. You can find, like, a Lisa Frank tarot. You can find all kinds of tarot cards by different artists. I mean, people do all kinds of crazy stuff with the tarot decks in terms of design. And well, nowadays. Yeah. 
But even still, for them all to have the same exact deck, and keep I, in mind, there's multiple multiple types of tarot. That was what I was going to mention, because the deck with the Knight of Swords, there isn't a lot of variation in the style of that deck. Like, the Knight of Swords only shows up in, like, a small amount of decks, and they're all styled very similarly. Well, I mean, you have to make it clear that it's the Knight of Swords. Yeah, yeah. But it still shouldn't look the same. Like, people have different designs. I mean, the thing about it is is that it's so it can vary so much. I mean, I think the, the creators of... I think the director was like, you know what? Let's just make all of it the same so that way this can happen. Well, yeah, because I mean... Just, if, just swap if, them out with some Hoyle playing cards, yeah, you know? Every <laughs> single one of the psychics in this area did not buy from the same store and they have the same exact taste in tarot decks, <laughs> then this could never have happened. Or there's just one grand psychic reader lady who gifts all of these tarot cards to all of these people, right? So she's getting them all from the same place and gifting them out. But again, then we kind of get down to the fact that the cursed deck themselves matches everyone, matches all the decks, which is kind of funny because then it's like, how old is this deck and why does it match the hey, you maybe know, they're modern? Ma- well, I mean, they're clearly magic. Well, so they are magic. So maybe they blend to whatever deck they're but they being don't assimilated because into. everyone has the same deck already. That's what I would have thought had McNeil had a different deck. Like, if, if the backs of her cards were totally different, and then she switches in the evil cards, and then, like, they change as well, then that would make me think that. But they just so happen to have the same might not have the budget, budget for that kind of thing. They didn't, but it still is a bit irksome just because of the fact that there are so many tarot decks, and they just so all happen to have... It, like I said, it's not a huge issue. It's just, like, the tiniest little thing that kind of bugs me. So, on our star rating system... Where would you rate this? Oh, God, that's really difficult. Um, I think I'm going to give this episode four stars. Nice. O- originally, I had it at like three and a half stars because I thought it was a little harsh that she died when she really didn't deserve it. But watching it again and analyzing it more... Honestly, it's just so competently written. Like, the characters are handled really well. The plot is good. The pacing is also really good. Like, it feels like such a short episode, and it is the same length as every other episode. And there's really not a lot that detracts from it, other than, you know, that sort of sound. I mean, I guess you could say a detractor could be how kind of brutal it is at the end. Mm. But, again, it's... It's her fault. I mean, yeah. You know, she died because she was just kind of dumb. I mean, I wish it would have been tied more into her being disrespectful, but that just wasn't in her character. So it's just sort of like, it's more like a curse, right? So it, people who are undeserving can be cursed. And it was just a kind of small thing that she did that caused all this to happen. It wasn't really fair and it wasn't in her control, but it did happen and it sucked. Because <laughs> if there's anything 2020 taught us, is that life sucks and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, this gets four stars. So, in essence, what's what's saving this from being a masterpiece is, is that the pushing, yes, constantly playing. I'm sorry that this they should have. So do you think that they should have cut the sword sound effect? Yes, they should have. <laughs> Pun intended and included in all that jazz. Oh man! So, Valina. This is your episode, after all. What is the upcoming episode? Well, the next episode is called Anniversary Dinner, and it is 
delicious. And watching it the first time was really good, really shocking. And then the second time is an entire new course. Exactly. And we, and we cannot wait to share it with you. It's super great. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Silence of the Lambs, you should definitely give this one a watch. Definitely. I'm just kidding. It has almost nothing in common with Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so, Valina, what kind of psychic parlors can you find us in online? Well, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at thishousepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to interact with us or send us memes, you can follow us on Instagram at thishousepodcast. On Instagram. <laughs> I'm still not used to saying it. I feel like there's always like an at or something, but Instagram uh-huh. doesn't have that. Uh, we both kind of run that, so any given post could be either me or Zachy. It's a fun mystery. Yes. Now, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out tremendously. By the algorithm magic. Yes. <laughs> That's all for tonight's episode. So, listeners... Before we get our misfortunes told, get out of our house. And the future as well. The cards, the cards. Just take three. Take a little trip into your future 